Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, Megan Thompson with Megan Thompson Coaching. Um, So we're gonna be talking about what to do when you feel justified with telling your child um, to just suck it up. So I want to talk about this because I think it's an issue that a lot of parents deal with. I hear that it's an issue that a lot of parents deal with. And the biggest thing that I hear from parents is that you're frustrated when your child is dealing with a big emotion. And especially when you're struggling with, you know, a time crunch or or you just have gone over and over and over a certain issue with your child and you get the urge to tell them to suck it up. And a lot of parents will um, repeat this to themselves and, and feel like it's okay for their kid to hear this because we have to learn how to deal with frustration and, and we have to learn how to um, let things roll off our back, right? But the problem with that is that um, the biggest issue is when you're dealing with that urge, how you're responding in the moment. And most of the time, the thought that's coming across your head of, you know, suck it up is an automatic thought. This is a time where you're, um, you're, like I said before, you're frustrated, you're overwhelmed, you got to get out the door. And a lot of the time parents will say, you know, well, and justify it after the fact, because you feel bad for saying it in the moment. And you're justifying the fact that you're, um, that you were frustrated with your kid in that moment. But it's really important to recognize that, your automatic thought, oh, my kid needs to suck it up, is not the truth of the matter in that moment. The truth of the matter in that moment is that your child is struggling and you need to figure out a different way to handle your frustration. And so telling your child to suck it up in that moment, while it has a, um, a purposeful intention, obviously the long game is to is to build resilience in your child. The application is all wrong. You, when you're frustrated and you need to get your child to to move on from their emotion, telling them to suck it up in the moment is going to do the exact opposite of what you need them to do in that moment, number one, and number two, long term. Um, It's the reason why children will struggle long term to tell you what it is that's on their mind. And so what's why let's talk more about like why this is such a such a problem. Um, oftentimes you, you feel like you're, you're telling them to suck it up or tough noogies. I know that's thought, that thought has crossed my mind before. I don't even know where I heard that phrase to begin with, but, um, I definitely feel that emotion when my two-year-old for the 700th time has said that she doesn't want to wear her coat and it's like freezing outside. Um, but with that said, I'm, that's my frustration. And when you recognize that emotion for yourself, You can then find a different way to respond because telling your kid to toughen up or suck it up when they're crying, complaining 
or melting down is not going to get help them get over that emotion. Um, it's the same thing as telling them to be quiet. And you know, I'd like to hope that you know that that's not going to work in helping them feel acknowledged or understood or and those emotions, um, that expression, that validation is what helps your child move on from their feelings, not telling them to suck it up. So we need to talk about what works instead. If you're trying to teach resilience or you're trying to help your child experience their emotion and learn how to deal with it and learn how to deal with any sort of disappointment, then you need to actually let them sit with that emotion. Now, the big thing with that is that the timing is important, right? The application of that particular timing is is key for you. Because if you're not timing it properly or saying it in the right way or, or man, matching your energy with theirs in terms of your emotion with theirs in, in order to help them calm down, then it's just going to make it worse again. So it's really important to pay attention to helping your child feel that emotion, not telling them to suck it up without letting them feel like a burden or without leading them to feel like a burden because your child struggles to share their emotions and says, I don't know, or nothing's bothering me or I'm fine. And then blows up later because they get the message from you either subtly or directly that their emotions are a burden because let's face it, they take forever to get them out and they're overwhelming at times. It can be overwhelming not only for your highly sensitive child, but also for you as their parent. And so it's really important to pay attention to how your interactions are changing your child's mood and whether or not you're teaching your child to feel their feelings in that moment in a safe and healthy way compared to when you're trying to get out the door and you're fed up and frustrated. So what's what's important to recognize in that moment is that if you're not able to allow your child to feel their feelings in the, in at that point and um and and settle down in that emotion or if your child is um, gradually increasing their emotion at that point, like if this seems to be making it worse, then it does sound like you need some help in in that aspect. Because if I've talked about this before, um, letting your child feel their feelings to the point where they crescendo, where it goes up and then it goes down, you, like that's the consideration of like riding out a meltdown, is really um, leading your child to feel flooded with that emotion and overcome, overtaken by that emotion. And that's really overwhelming for a five, six, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old. Um, and without direct skills for you to push through that frustration and manage your own emotions, you won't be able to help your child deal with, that, with them themselves. Because quite frankly, if you're telling your child to suck it up, you're actually telling yourself to suck it up. Um, let's think about that. If, if you're frustrated, and you're trying to get your kid to nip it in the bud, or you're trying to get your kid to get over it, a deeper level of that is that you're telling yourself that you can't handle your kid's emotions, and you can't handle how your kid is is um, dealing with it at this point. And so you're looking for a quick fix, because frustration and anxiety and a feeling of stuckness, we always, when we're uncomfortable, we always look for a quick fix, but we can't, I'm sorry, I keep snapping. <laughs> um but when we're feeling deep and, and uncomfortable emotions, looking for a quick fix is the opposite of what you need to be doing. Um, but the, the whole reason why you're looking for a quick fix is because what you see is that your child's emotions go up like this. And then it just kind of feels like it hovers here forever or up here, the highest point of your child's emotion wave. If we're thinking about it on like a bell curve. Um, 
is like is really in, ineffective there they could be destructive they could be melting down for 30 to 40 minutes or, or longer than that they could be you know um it could be fe- feeling like you're on a roller coaster where one meltdown just sets off a, um, a spiral of multiple meltdowns the tears don't you know you feel inadequate or they feel inadequate in expressing themselves because they're sobbing so hard or they're buttoning themselves up and not expressing it at all um, so it's really important to recognize that if you're if you're noticing this for your child and your child seems stuck or frustrated and um, and then that seems to grow when you try and tell them to suck it up or when you're sending the message like I don't have that kind of time at this moment, then that's a that's a key indicator to you that you need more skills and you need to find a different way to handle that frustration and, the, and that um, aggravation in that moment and that feeling of impatience. Because without that, you won't be able to teach your child to be the resilient kid that you want them to grow up to be. So if this is something that you struggle with, I want to give you the opportunity to, to talk with me about it. We can chat more about what it is that you're frustrated with and where you're getting stuck. Because like I said before, to sum up, um, the the perspective of wanting your child to be able to roll with the punches is not a wrong perspective. We all want resilient children. We all want children to be able to adapt to their environment. And highly sensitive children are no, are no different in that respect. They need to be able to adapt. They also need to feel accepted in the world. And that comes, um, that specifically is most important in your role as their parent. Because if they're not accepted as highly sensitive children, then that suck it up attitude will continue for you. And you'll continue to share that through um, subtle messages, even if you're not saying it directly. That frustration, that overwhelm, that exhaustion that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis is going to um, send that message to your kid that their emotions are a burden and it leads to them really feeling stuck in wanting to share with you until they're bursting with emotion. Um, And then that creates bigger problems, explosions, meltdowns, or um, just refusal to talk about anything negative. So again, I have time to to speak with you about this challenge that you're having. Reach out for a call so that we can talk about what where you're getting stuck and how to help you get through that so that you can help your child manage their emotions in healthier ways. All right. Well, that's it for me today. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.